And I noticed like I wasn't fully present with my friends and I was stressing, thinking about food, can't wait to go home to eat my food. Hello and welcome to the Evolving with Jessica podcast. My name is Jessica. I am an integrative nutrition health coach, a holistic skin healing guide, and certified life coach. In this podcast, we cover topics such as holistic health and wellness, nutrition, and spirituality. If you enjoy or gain any insight, please leave a review. This makes the show more searchable, which helps others find the information too. In this episode, I am joined by Kuba Mishik. With 10 years of experience in regenerative detoxification, Kuba is here to help you look and feel five years younger within a matter of days. Kuba helps you to understand how to transition to a more whole foods diet full of raw foods and freshly pressed juices to get onto a permanent healthy lifestyle with sustained energy. Some of the topics that we discuss include Kuba's health journey and how he transitioned his diet over time, plant-based milk alternative, our experiences with a raw vegan diet, the social challenges that come with a non-traditional diet, the connection between diet and spirituality, the gut-brain connection and how it relates to manifestation, the first steps to taking when wanting to eat a healthier diet, and so much more. To read all of the topics discussed, please look in the description as well as links to find more from Kuba. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to my dear friend Kuba. Kuba, if you could start out, please, by sharing who you are, what you do, and who do you help. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm Kuba, from, originally from Poland, but I grew up in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And right now I'm living in Mallorca, Spain, beautiful island, Sunshine Island. Got the palm trees behind, behind you right now. And basically, I'm a detox health coach, so I help people take control of their health and feel better in their bodies, look and feel younger, basically uh, regenerate their bodies and reverse aging. So I started about 10 years ago with a plant-based lifestyle, with the raw food-based lifestyle. And I got into this when my dad got sick with stomach and esophagus cancer. And basically I was watching him suffering and have no idea about how his body works. And I'm realizing we have no idea how our body works. We just, he just basically let himself go to the hands of the medical system and the hospitals. And they were feeding him like through tubes. And I was looking at the product and it was like Nestle and a sugar water. And I'm like, how can a company that does chocolate and junk food uh, give hospital food? You know, it made no sense to me. So uh, as things started clicking in my mind, like this is not right. And my sister gave me a book called The Crazy Sexy Diet by Chris Carr. And I read that while I'm watching my dad suffering. And it basically opened my eyes to a whole new world. So this woman got cancer and was diagnosed as terminally ill, that she's going to die. She has no hope. And then she just changed her diet to a more alkaline diet. And then she healed her cancer. Her tumors went into remission. She had 12 tumors. And basically, she was teaching the 
alkaline lifestyle versus an acidic lifestyle, like an alkaline diet versus an acidic diet. And I just, it started making lots of sense for me that the plants are more alkaline, whereas like meats and dairy and processed foods are acidic. And that's what a lot of us are eating in society. That's what's like um, mainstream is promoting as healthy. A lot of stuff that they're promoting as healthy is not actually healthy, like uh, especially lots of dairy products. And I started changing my diet. I started eating more salads and fruits and uh, juices and smoothies, and then cutting out uh, like most animal products, except for some chicken and fish. So I cut out the pork and the beef first. I cut out uh, milk and most dairies. I still had some cheese and I was like transitioning slowly. Uh, so yeah, with all that knowledge, I basically did that for about a year. And then I went to live on my own again, where I was living before my dad got sick in another part of Canada with all this new knowledge. And I tried it like fully for myself for five weeks without any like temptations from my family. And I basically just did like fruits all day and then like uh, either a salad for dinner or a cooked wholesome meal with like sweet potato and carrots or rice with some salmon and some veggies. So I was still eating some salmon. And basically that's what I ate for, for those five weeks. And I went through this transformation where I got really skinny uh, I lost a lot of weight. I saw bones I've never seen like in, on my, my ribs and stuff, but I've also seen like they were covered in muscles I've never seen. And I started feeling like lighter, doing like handstands easily. I was running with my cross country running team and I was getting faster and I was seeing all this benefits and my bowel movements were just like effortless. Like it's amazing because my whole life I was suffering with uh, bowel issues, like stomach issues. I would have pains for no reason. I would have the runs or I'd be constipated. Um, I would eat something like crepes that I loved, but then after I would have to run to the toilet. That's because of all the milk in there. So it was nice to like clear that up and seeing my dad and knowing that I had a lot of his traits and a lot of his genetics. I knew that like I can go to the same fate if I don't, if I don't change my lifestyle. So I was really motivated by seeing him suffer and die within like three weeks, three months. I, it really motivated me to take control of my health. And I went through this transformation and I knew there was something about this. So then I kept like, I kept learning, I kept digging deeper. And then like basically over 10 years, my, my diet evolved and my lifestyle evolved, but I'm always basically fruit-based. That's my main thing, uh, fruit-based diet and lots of raw foods and then some cooked wholesome foods. And then I'll even have some processed food sometimes. I'm not like so strict, but it's not like a focus. It's not like a regular thing. It's like if I'm out with guests or something, I'm always focused on my fruits and my fresh juices. I'm really big on juices. So yeah, that's where I'm at now. It sounds like you were inspired initially by your father's health concerns, but you also had some of your own, including some stomach issues. And you came across a book and the book had the answers that you didn't even know you were seeking. And you started looking at your diet and making little changes gradually over time, which led you to feeling healthier, more vibrant, having more energy and essentially adopting this way of living up until this point over the course of 10 years. And now you have started to incorporate other foods that maybe you weren't incorporating for some time. Um, so it sounds like you're balancing out a little bit. 
-hmm. maybe adding other, maybe going from a raw vegan diet to a little bit of cooked vegan food and just listening to your body and eating what feels right to you now. Yes, basically, yes. So nowadays, like, um, I eat whatever I want. Like, I'm 100% deciding, like, what I want to eat. So I went through periods of, like, really strict raw vegan. And I noticed, like, I wasn't fully present with my friends. And I was stressing, thinking about food. Can't wait to go home to eat my food. And then I would go through periods where I just, like, let loose. And I would let loose too much. And then I would eat what other people are giving me or drink the alcohols that people are giving me. Things like, And then I would feel like shit. So now I'm like, I decide what I put in my body. And if I want something bad, like I'll do it on my own terms. You know, like if I want to drink alcohol, I'll drink apple cider or I'll, I'll, I'm in control of what and how much I drink or what and how much I eat. If I decide to do those things, like even if I have processed food and I decide to have a pizza with no cheese, like I might do that sometimes, but my focus is always like the raw living foods. And that's the bulk of my diet. I'm just more gentle with myself and realistic and able to like live in society without having that stress. That's just my personality and what works for me, you know? Okay. I want to pick apart one little thing you said. Um, you yeah. said that you would have a pizza with no cheese. So yeah. it sounds like you will eat things like pizza, but are you still avoiding dairy? And is that because of your stomach issues? Well, dairy, because... A big thing is my stomach issue. So yeah, I know like uh, vegans say they're vegan for the animals. I say I'm vegetarian for the animals. But the the dairy, I also don't like to support the industry because mainstream dairy is kind of messed up, like how they treat the animals and all that. But yeah, it will upset my stomach. And also like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not attracted to dairy at this time. And it would upset my stomach. But it was like, it was in like 2017, early on my journey, where my friend who had a goat on her property, she gave me a fresh glass of milk from that goat and I drank every sip and I enjoyed it. And I might do that again, but I'm not, I'm not called to it. I'm not like seeking it because I, I make my own plant milks and I mix it with green juice. And that to me is like more satisfying than milk I can get from an animal, you know, because we're in a modern society. We have access to all these greens. I juice them. Uh, I soak and sprout uh, seeds and nuts. I get coconut flesh. I blend it up, mix it with the green juice, and I got this powerful, like, power milk. I call it power milk. What are some of the biggest challenges when living a lifestyle like this? Time is, a, is an issue. But for me, the biggest challenge, like I said, was the, the social thing. So that's why, that's why I'm eating how I eat now, because I figured I found, like, my place to able to live my lifestyle but still like get along with people and like be smooth in society, you know? So the biggest difficult thing about my lifestyle is that no one else is doing it. Like no one in my real life is doing it. Like my friends online are doing this more than the people in my real life. So that's the biggest challenge is like feeling isolated, not having that community in real life. It would be so awesome if I had a f friends on the island, I can go and just like live this lifestyle with. I have one or two, we meet sometimes, but, you know, it's like, it's not the same. Like, it's kind of cool that over these years that I've been doing this so long that people are catching on. And now my mom juices every morning and she makes me juice so I can focus on my work and stuff. 
she'll make me juice and she'll cut up my fruits. And now she's like living this lifestyle more. So she's not like on my level, but she does it more because I've been doing this for so long. But at the beginning, she thought I was crazy and I didn't have her support. And it was so, so hard because it'd be so much better if your parents or your loved ones were like supporting you from the start, you know? So that's the most difficult thing about this lifestyle. Okay. Um, could you expand more on the social life? How does it affect your social life? Are you, I'm guessing then you don't eat out at restaurants often other than the occasional pizza, no dairy, or uh, what other aspects of your life does it affect? This year, I've probably been eating at the restaurants more than any other year because I've had so many guests, so many guests from Poland and we take them to restaurants. But I find our restaurants have a lot of like vegan stuff, especially I think in Mallorca, it's like touristy. So in a restaurant, I can easily be satisfied with like a poke bowl, which is like rice and veggies, basically. Um, or I can get salads or I can get even, I get fruits in restaurants sometimes. But um, yeah, I feel like I usually would prefer something like a poke bowl anyway to a pizza because it's more satisfying. So I like, I, I like that healthy, wholesome foods that some restaurants have, that a lot of restaurants have here. So it's simpler when I just focus on the vegan stuff, when I'm like, I used to be like raw vegan, that was just so tricky. So by just being vegan, it just makes it easier. Uh, people don't have to go out of their way. Uh, people can make me stuff and I can eat it as long as it's vegan. It just to simplify my life. So that's how I, that's how I go about it. But otherwise, like socially these days, I'm not so social. I don't go out that much because I'm more focused on my projects and myself. But uh, otherwise, it's just like socially, you always have like temptations and stuff that you have to deal with. I can relate with this a lot myself. Um, as you know, I experimented with a raw vegan diet myself for about a year. And um, much like you, I started listening to my body instead of outside sources or the people in my community that were also eating that way. Um, because you can, you can get kind of, you let yourself be brainwashed a little bit instead and you lose touch with your own body and what, what it's saying that it needs because you think you know better. I think it's it's listening to the mind and the body instead of just trying to tell your body like you know what's best mm -hmm. um so yeah i could i can definitely relate with tuning into yourself and just kind of letting your diet unfold and evolve over time with what feels right to you mm -hmm. yeah and you know what's really interesting is that uh I've been getting lots of compliments lately that I'm looking good, that I'm looking fit and stuff. And I'm not so strict these days. But then when I would try to be like raw vegan, uh, lots of cleansing and all this stuff, I'll get really skinny. And I actually didn't look like as, a, as an example of health, you know? So I think someone who's helping people be healthy, we have to, unfortunately in the society we live in, we have to actually look the part too. Mm -hmm. And I, I look and feel better when I'm not so strict on myself. And like you said, I'm not like just using my mind. Like I have to eat this way because that's the rules that I follow. Mm -hmm. It's just like intuitively going day by day, what you feel. And, you know, like uh, I love fruits and I love juices. So I'm not like I have to drink this stuff or I have to eat this stuff. I really enjoy it. 
But if I want something else, I'll also enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, yeah intuition is really important to like listen for let your body tell you like what it wants. That's really important too, I think. Yes, not limiting yourself and using your intuition, which brings me to another question I wanted to ask you. How has your diet affected you on a metaphysical or spiritual level? Oh, I love this question Mm -hmm. because I've been really into spirituality since like my late teens. Um, I just like, I moved schools. I was kind of a bad kid. They didn't let me back in my high school. So I went to another one. And then I met a friend from Ghana, from West Africa. He was pretty new to Canada. And he was like showing me Bob Marley. And I was showing him like gangster rap. It It was kind of a funny exchange. But then I started listening to Bob Marley and reggae music and it started like, I started changing. I started listening to the lyrics and realizing like these guys are like singing righteousness and stuff. And I started reading the Bible and I was really into spirituality and spiritual texts, like from all religions. I really was fascinated by it all. And so I was really like religious and trying to be spiritual, but I didn't know I was reading this stuff and I was like, how do I live that? Like, do I have to go in the cave? for 40 days like Muhammad or to the desert like Jesus like how do I live this stuff but when I got onto this lifestyle with the raw living foods based lifestyle that's when I feel like I cleared out so much junk in my body and I like cleared out my pineal gland like I decalcified it a bit and I just like the energy was just flowing better and I feel that I started living the spiritual the spiritual lifestyle and Ironically or interestingly, when I got into raw foods with that book that I told you about, I read, uh, well, that was like alkaline foods, but it wasn't long before I got into the raw foods. I also started getting into meditation with Sadhguru and the Isha Foundation. And I started like doing some meditations and I feel like it went hand in hand, like the living foods and the spiritual like meditation yoga was together like my yoga practice, you know? And then I started really feeling like more connected spiritually. That's when I felt like, okay, I'm living the spirituality that I always like was into, but I never knew how to live it. You know, I used to think like religiously, like you have to be strict with these rules and stuff. But then this lifestyle helped me be more relaxed and look at things that I thought were like evil or bad. Like, oh, that's not actually bad. That's just like part of life. Like, for example, like um, sex before marriage and things like that, you know? So this lifestyle really helped me tune into my spirituality, I would say. And I think it goes hand in hand. And when I eat the raw living foods and I'm feeling better in my body, my sadhana is better, meaning my meditation. I feel more more clear and more receptive to that source energy to flow through me and then to act through me, if that makes sense. When you work with your clients, do you incorporate spiritual practices? Um a little bit but not like so not so deep but yeah I do have like some yoga and stuff but it's more like for for moving the body kind of thing so it's really more focused on the health and then I talk about the mindset to like really like commit themselves and get clear on their why and stuff but I don't go too deep into the spirituality but maybe I will going going forward it's a good idea I think it depends on the client how receptive they are to that kind of stuff I'm really more focused on like diet and lifestyle you know yes you said you you um incorporate mindset what would be a good tangible tool that someone listening could use 
with their mindset if they wanted to implement healthy changes in their diet. So to get clear on your why, so to journal why you want the results that you want, why you want to, like some people think they just want to eat healthy, but like, why do you want to eat healthy? You want to lose weight? Why do you want to lose weight? So really get clear on, on why you want to do these things. And really maybe it's like, because you want to be available for your kids. You want to like have a more rich life with your partner. You want to have energy to go about your whole day. Like, so get clear on it, journal it out, and then break down the, the main points and put it on your wall or even better create a vision board of the ideal life you want and put that on your wall. And then just like have that vision board that you're looking at each day and you know where you're, where you're taking your life, where you're stepping into. So I think mm -hmm. having a clear vision and seeing it somehow, or even listening to audio of your vision is so key. So then your mindset is like set to where, where you desire to be. You know, and then to, yeah. taking that to the next level is actually taking time to like feel as if you already have your desire and like living as if you already have it. So you like you're embodying what you want and you're feeling it and you feel the emotions attached to it and you're just like excited that you already have it. And then it's just like it's so it comes so much faster that way. I love that answer um, right now. I have my lock screen on my on my laptop, on my monitor, on my phone as my vision board. And cool. it's just so important. People don't know how powerful their minds are when it comes to envisioning, but we're creating our reality and it makes it that much easier to create your reality when you can physically look at it and then envision it in your mind instead of just trying to use your imagination. It's just that helpful extra tool so that it makes it easier to envision it. And one thing that you shared with uh, me and a couple of our friends a while back that I hope you don't mind me sharing with the, those who are listening, but this was just an amazing technique or tool, I guess you would call it, and that is going into your phone and recording yourself, just stating what your life looks like, but you're, you're walking yourself through your day as if it's already your day and it's your dream day. From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you're just explaining what you're doing every moment, who you're with, where you're going, what you see, how you feel, how you feel is a big one because that's how you make the changes is already embodying those feelings. So recording yourself, explaining this and then listening to it. And then it puts your body in that state, in that feeling over and over and over again until your outer reality has to mimic what you're feeling internally, which um, was such a valuable tool that you shared with us, Kuba. So thank you for that. Yeah, I'm glad that you resonated with it and that you kept, you kept it for yourself. That's really cool that you remember that because yeah, yeah that was about in the summer right now we're in we're almost in the next summer so almost a year ago uh, and I feel like since that summer actually like that's where my, a lot of my life has shifted because I've been getting more and more into that like the power manifestation and really just like feeling feeling my desire you know and mm. I think that's just like so amazing like the food is one thing movement is another thing but then this like using our minds to to make our reality you know like like 
realizing we're in charge of our reality. Like there's some things out of our control, but so much is in our control and we can actually design our lives. Realizing that is just so empowering because in mainstream society, we're not taught, taught that. We don't know that that's possible. We think like we're stuck on a certain path or we're somewhere we don't want to be and we feel stuck. But if you're in that place and you feel stuck, then create what you want different. Create the other reality you want. And then every day you just take steps towards it. Mm-hmm. Much like it. you, um, my experience with, my, with doing that and my diet is the cleaner I eat by avoiding things like gluten and dairy and you know things that just don't sit right with my body. So the cleaner mm-hmm. that I eat, the better I'm able to manifest. And I think that's because our gut, they refer to as the second brain. I've actually heard it referred to as the first brain. And if there's issues there, then you're not going to be able to, or I should say me, I'm not able to manifest or create the reality that I want as easily or as clearly as I can when I'm eating clean and digesting food properly and everything's clear in my body there's that clear pathway like you were talking about like your pineal gland is clear and um yeah it's just so amazing how it's all connected yeah I totally agree that like the cleaner I am in my diet and in my body like the more on point I am with like living healthy the more sharp I feel and the more connected I feel and the more I can manifest like because I feel like something you know the feeling when you're in that state and you're just like you know you can manifest you're so much more confident in manifesting and you also get clear on your vision clearer on your vision and yeah gluten and dairy are big ones too for me even though i say the pizza it's a rare thing but um yeah if i had too much gluten or dairy but gluten especially gluten like bogs me down and then i don't think as straight so like you said the brain and the gut are super connected and when my gut's not on point my brain is not sharp and then I'm not like I'm not even like trying to manifest I'm just trying to take a nap and relax and recuperate you know what I mean if I'm like too bogged down but when my gut is just like clean things are running smooth my brain is sharp and then I just feel like manifesting is just like effortless Mm -hmm. yeah the whole feeling like you need a nap after you eat I don't think that we're supposed to feel like that I think that the food that we eat supposed to energize us and that when we do get tired and groggy and we want to lay down after we eat that means that we ate something that our body didn't actually want and it needs to save its energy to now work on it getting out of the body and so it doesn't have energy left to use elsewhere and that's why we feel drawn to lay down that's just my perception makes a lot of sense um, I want to ask you more about the clients that you work with. What are their biggest obstacles that you help them overcome? So mm-hmm. I think that would be to just like change their diet amongst their family and their people. Just start making these changes. And once they start with me, it becomes easier because I guess it gives them like an accountability and like an official like I'm starting now to make changes. Then they start making like juices in the morning. Uh, They start eating more fruits and having like more healthy meals and then knowing like what they want to eat. And then when they're out with people, they they eat what they want to eat. 
and not necessarily what everyone else is eating. So I think like without working with me, they would have just ate whatever that everyone else is eating. They wouldn't make the effort to make the juices. So I think the biggest obstacle is just like starting and then doing a healthy lifestyle amongst their family and amongst their people. Mm, yes, and holding them accountable to it too. So- yeah, because they know that next week they're going to meet me and they want to tell me like the the results they got, like the the progress they made, you know? Right. So what would be the first thing if someone comes to you coming from a standard American diet, what would you ask or what would you suggest that they change first? I always just, I don't really, I guess you could use the word change, but I suggest to just add more healthy things. So I don't focus on what they should remove or not do. I'm more focused on what they should add that's healthy. So usually I get them to start doing some juices in the morning, to make some sort of juice in the morning. And I tell them about the celery juice because that's really powerful. But otherwise, like just using celery with anything else to start and like lemon water in the morning and then a juice and then having fruits for breakfast. So I get them started with with, uh, the breakfast plan because that offsets the other calories. So instead of like saying you can't eat those calories, I'm more focused on uh, getting them to eat more of the healthy calories, like just as a first step. And then we progress, you know, and then we like slowly remove other stuff and, and keep adding more of the good stuff. I like that technique. I think that I actually started that way myself with my own diet years ago. Breakfast is a great way to kind of wean into a healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm because it starts your day off right Mm -hmm. and then as you go you can add more fruits in your day to offset just have more of like healthy calories like yeah salads whole foods all that but like just having like one more fruit meal or one more smoothie in your day will give you more calories of the good stuff that will replace like the cravings and the the bad calories that you want in the evening you know so breakfast is key and then the next step would be to like add one more fruit meal at least that's in my world with my clients what I do and what does breakfast look like for Cuba for me breakfast is um it's always fresh juice it's a lemonade my mom's been really getting into it and she's been preparing it for me in the morning like I said so I can go to work and stuff and it's a lemonade with ginger and turmeric so it's very powerful, very high vibe, but very satisfying, hydrating, a little warmed, and then followed by a green juice. And the green juice is, there's no sweets in it. It's just celery, cucumber, and whatever greens, usually parsley, maybe spinach, sometimes Swiss chard, and just like a liter of green juice. It's like a glass of lemonade, a liter of green juice. And then sometimes I'll have another juice, like orange juice or carrot apple because I love juice and I could just have juice for the morning and then I won't eat until lunch usually. But now that summer's coming, I'm sure I'm going to start eating watermelons and melons in the morning and I might not have as much juice you know, because it's so juicy and satisfying. Juice doesn't bog me down. It allows me to have energy to, to work on stuff and like still feel satisfied and hydrated, but I'm not really digesting stuff, you know? Mm. It's just a good way to like 
to use it liquids and just still have energy to go about my day. And then in the afternoon, I'll, I'll be ready for like a big fruit bowl. I have one final question for you. What is your number one health tip, whether it's mindset, diet and nutrition, physical, emotional, just the one piece of advice that you would like everyone to know? Well, I already mentioned like just getting more juice or fruit in the morning in is just such a game changer. But I think it's also more important for the mindset to to believe in yourself, to know that you can create your reality. And then to decide that, envision it, decide it, and then have it clear and just focus on that every day. Just take steps towards that. And even if you feel discouraged or something's off, just like stop and laugh at yourself because you remember like you're already in that reality that you want. It's happening. It's, it's like manifesting as we speak. So don't worry about the little shaky things that come up on the way. It's just little tests to see if you're willing to keep going and trusting and having faith in the process, in the journey. So I think that's the number one key thing. I love that, especially the laugh at yourself part. I think everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. has a little bit more of that. Yeah, because sometimes we stress, something bad happens. And in that moment, our brain wants to like give up and say that it's not possible. But really, it's just like, it's just a moment, just an experience. Like you'll get back on track towards your vision like soon you know mm -hmm. so i'm not the type to take life too seriously and i think i think it's important to be able to laugh at yourself and not take things too seriously and just like enjoy the, the process enjoy what's happening what you're creating and just like have like that excitement about it happening mm -hmm. you know Thank you so much, Kuba, for coming on and sharing your knowledge and your experience with us. And for everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. That concludes this episode. If this resonated with you, please give it a rating and review. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Links are in the show notes. I sincerely thank you for your time and your presence.